welcome to Game Nexus Podcast Episode 10. I'm Inife, and joining me as always is Game Master 14. Yep, that's this is, me. <laughs> this is for the week of January 19th, 2009, and I think we'll get it kicked off with a normal What You've Been Playing segment that we go through. Well, technically, so, uh, it's like it's like these uh, these past two weeks, not just the week of, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess it'll be... Well, I guess it'll be the 19th and the week after. Yeah. If we go for bi-weekly, because I think that I think that's what we're aiming for nowadays. Yeah, that seems bi-weekly. like it'll be more manageable than trying to do a weekly or uh, anything like that. Okay, you were yeah. saying now. Okay. Um, you want to go off what you've been playing? I guess you can start. No, you can go first. All right. Um, I recently got uh, a copy of Fable 2 for the Xbox 360, as you know, and I've probably put around 10 to 15 hours into it so far. How far have you gotten into the game? Um, in the main storyline, I just got the Hero of Will. Uh, when you, uh, oh, okay, you the Hero of Will. Fire. Yeah, that yes. was a pretty cool part. Is that is that the... That's the second hero, isn't it? That's the second hero. I, I guess there's three heroes. Yeah, there is three heroes. Correct. The next one, of course, is the Hero of Skill, because you know how... Yeah. Uh, what's her name... I don't even remember what her name was. It's been a while since I played the game. Been do- doing too much Fallout 3. I, I don't even remember her name, and I'm playing the game at the time. I just call her Hooded Mother Teresa. Teresa, that's her name. But um, That's probably what it was. <laughs> but yeah, she she goes into the whole thing when you first talk to her about all the tarot cards which re- represent the heroes. That's the only reason why I remember that. It was the hero of uh, strength, the hero of will, and the hero of skill. That's the only reason I remember that, because it was such a long, drawn-out part. Yeah, I remember, I think I, I don't remember if he skipped conversation, but I skipped conversation a lot in that game, because some of the dialogue is kind of dry to me. It can be a bit dry. What do you think of the game yeah. so far? Um, so far I like it. I like what I've been playing. Um, it seems like a big good step over what Fable 1 did, although I feel like they recycled a little bit much from Fable 1, especially like the names of towns and some of the names of skills are still the same. It 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 feels like a massive upgrade and overhaul than a, a completely brand new game, but I think they I think they changed a lot of things for the better and made it more streamlined and they hit on some of the promises of the first game on the second game. I also really like the inclusion of guns in the combat instead of having a bow. Well, you do know the reason why they reuse names of towns is this is the same Albion, but it's 500 years later. That's why stuff is named similarly. Hmm. I thought maybe it was something like that, but I, I never really... I didn't pay too much attention to the story. I thought it was a whole new universe, but I, since it's like that, I guess it's completely understandable to have the same names for the towns. And you'll learn a little bit more about like what happened to actually a certain town later on in the game. I don't know if you uh, I don't know if you got into Wraith Marsh yet, but you'll know what I'm talking about if you've been there. No, I haven't been there yet. I'm probably getting ready to go there in a little bit. Um, I'm just enjoying being purely evil the entire time and just punishing people. Are you male or I female? Really, I'm female and I'm, I'm evil. My um, female character was good. My male character is evil. I beat it with <laughs> both of them. Yeah, I, I love uh, I love being evil, and I love getting a bunch of people together in the town square and getting about 20 people together, uh-huh. and then getting them all to follow me straight to the uh, the Dark Temple or whatever it's called, and then just sacrificing them all in front of the wheel and just watching 20 people die in agony. Yeah, I just get such a kick out of that. Oh, the Temple of the Shadows. Yes. And then, the, and then when they give you that quest to go and kill everyone in that town, which I did with pleasure. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was pretty fun. 
And then I thought it was pretty funny. I did this I did this mission for bandits where I killed a farmer and then they wanted me to go into the, the basement and get something out of the well they didn't want me to go in the basement, they wanted me to bring the key back that was on the farmer's body. But and then they told me not to go in the basement, so first thing I do is go into the basement and I open up the chest that they were after and they kill me, so I end up killing the bandits and the farmer. So I killed everybody and took everything from everyone. Oh, that's which cool. Which is normally what I do in the game is I, I kill anyone that gets in my way. So you're you're more or less a uh, chaotic evil. You do whatever mm-hmm. motivates you. You don't actually care about alliances or anything. Oh no, I I, I don't care about alliances at all. I care. I'm all self-centered in this game completely, 100%. Oh, that's cool. So what else um, have you been playing? Um, besides that, I've been playing uh, Tom Clancy's End War for the uh, Xbox 360. I think uh, you might have. I think you might have touched on that a little bit last time. How has that been yeah. working out? I've I've gotten a little more in depth with it now, and I'm actually enjoying it a, a little bit more than I thought I was going to. Once you get past some of the first tutorial stages, the game really op- starts to open up, and it gets you get some more abilities and some more strategies you can deploy and use and. I still feel like I'm hampered a tiny bit by the control scheme. Although the voice con- the voice controls do work about 80% of the time. Sometimes they don't work, and when it doesn't work, it's frustrating. Do you ever do you some- ever do a uh, Unreal Tournament and go engage according to operational parameters? <laughs> no, because it would probably screw up and think you're saying something else. Because I've done it before and I screamed at it, and it thinks and it'll always say "cannot comply, Captain" or something in your ear. <laughs> captain, it's, just, it's really annoying. It's like "cannot comply, Captain," "cannot comply, Captain," but. Yeah, I've put about four or five hours into the game, and uh, I actually got it from Gamefly, and Gamefly gave me a $10 coupon brand new of the year, so I decided to keep it, and it cost me like $21 out of pocket, which I thought was a pretty good deal for a game that still retails for $60 brand new. Well, that's good. Yeah, so I, I'll probably put a little bit more into it. There's also, I, I started getting into the online, and the online is really cool because it has this um, Metal War online where... Uh, there's a war that engages online. You choose what faction you want to be, uh-huh. and the whole war is determined by the people that win or lose on each side. Cool. So it's it's not like a just you know skirmish in between whatever. The war the battles that you do affect uh, the outcome of this war, and you get achievements for winning. It's kind of like I don't know if you ever played Chrome Hounds on 360. It was kind of a earlier 360 game. No, I've never actually played that. But it did a similar type of thing, um, where you had a, a giant war going on, and everyone on Xbox Live participated in this giant war that was going on. Cool. But uh, I would recommend it if anybody likes strategy games. Um, it has a console, but a PC version's coming out, but I, I feel like the game is built for a console, not a PC, and it's not really going to satisfy PC strategy players. Okay, so uh, playing anything else? Um... Other than that, I have been playing more Lost Odyssey. I am going back and I am getting, trying to finish up the rest of the achievements that I didn't get, which is probably going to take a while to finish up getting Skillmaster Kaim and skill and all the Skillmasters for the Immortals, because um, I have to get. Of course, you know you have to get every skill that every other person learns for the Immortal to get that achievement. And I'm just downloaded the uh, DLC that they put out a while ago and going back through and get finish that up hopefully and get some more achievements out of that. Um, I believe if you checked my uh, profile, I think I got all the skill masters for the mortals personally. I haven't got all any of the immortals yet. Eventually yeah. I will get back to that game. <laughs> yeah, right now I'm just trying to get the um, 
the skills. I've got all the skills from Morals except Tolton because I really hate Tolton. Uh, he's useless. I'm probably just going to stick him in the back when I have to level him up. Because <laughs> right now I'm just grinding um, in the Temple of Enlightenment because it seems like you're guaranteed to get at least a level up almost every time with the Immortals. So uh, I think that's pretty much everything I've been playing personally. Yeah, it's kind of the. Uh, are you going to be taking? Are you going to be taking on any of the uh, optional bosses in that game? Yeah, I have. I have finished every optional boss besides the boss that's in the Temple of Enlightenment. I forget what that boss was, but I know I beat. I beat that whole temple. Yeah, it's. It seems like a, a temple seems like it's going to be pretty pretty rough. Um, considering the some of the enemies are pretty strong. And I probably need to find better equipment, but I have no idea where to go. Because the last time I checked and played that game, it was in May. So The thing I recommend is looking for the character's ultimate weapons. There's FAQs on game FAQs all about that. Because I, I know like um, certain characters, the best weapon they can use isn't too hard to obtain. Yeah, I mean, I've been tr using some weapons that they just don't seem very effective for the lower characters. Just because I never, I never really use them, but I did get this one awesome item. Um, when you beat one of the optional bosses, you get a skill slot plus ten. Uh huh. And so when you equip that, it just gives so much extra stuff to your immortals to be able to withstand. Which really seems like you need that to get to the Temple of Enlightenment, because it just seems like status effect hell when you run through that place. There's also a, a very uh, valuable item which uh, does immune to all elements, meaning no elemental magic will harm any of your characters that have that. Yeah, I need to figure out where that... I need, I've need. i heard of that item. I need to find where it is and acquire it, but... Yeah, it's definitely a must, especially for the higher levels of the Temple of Enlightenment. Any of the magic-using enemies will just kick your ass if you don't have that. Yeah, because it, it seemed like they were doing this spell called Reversa and had no idea how it was hitting me for like 7,000 HP each time they were hitting me with it. Another another item is good is there was one that actually was instead of uh, immune to all elements, it was absorb all elements, where instead of taking damage, elements actually heal you. <laughs> yeah, that's like Perso uh, Persona has the uh, same type of thing. Not to bring a Persona again, I talked it to death last week, but once again... The game's awesome. Go buy it. Nobody bought it. Go buy it. It's awesome. Okay, enough of uh, in your phase uh, Persona rant. Have you been playing anything else? Other than that, no, I haven't been playing uh, much else. Just dabbling in a couple of games. Um, played a little bit more of Valkyria Chronicles for PlayStation 3. Um, I'm probably going to go out and buy Way of the Samurai. It's a Kind of an older PlayStation 2 game, but I've taken on. I've got a good word from a couple of trusted friends that it's actually really awesome, and we just overlooked. And hopefully, if I buy enough copies of Way of Samurai 1 and 2, then they'll bring over Way of Samurai 3 for PlayStation 3. But other than that, not too much. What about yourself? Well, personally, the thing I've been playing most of all is Fallout 3. I've been playing a ton of that game. That game is just so addictive, honestly. Especially the, uh, what as I deem it, the National Treasure quest, where you actually have to go and take the Declaration of Independence. That was fun. Do you get to be Nicolas Cage while you do it? Nah, you don't get to be. Unless you just made your character look like Nicolas Cage for the... Uh, 
for the sake of that mission entirely, which would have been dumb because it's only a small side mission. <laughs> yeah, I think my I think my I made my character in Fallout Three look like a uh, Gordon Freeman with green hair and like the most redneck looking kind of facial features you've ever seen and mustache it's really funny looking yeah currently i've been really doing uh side quest i think i've only done one or two steps in the main quest because uh what you call it lately i've just been all over the place like uh the current mission i'm on is one where you find this big uh settlement of slaves and they're actually they actually want you to help them clear out all the super mutants from the uh Lincoln Memorial, and they want to make it a, uh, what do you call it, uh, basically a haven for escaped slaves, because, you know, Abraham Lincoln was the big emancipator, and, uh, you know, it's it's their symbol of hope and everything, <laughs> which makes sense, of course. Of course, of course, of course it makes sense. But the cool thing is, when you're in, when you're in that game, you think that you're out of quest, and then all of a sudden you go into like a new area or a new town, and you're presented with like three or four quests all at once, and it's like, wow, I thought I was out of stuff already, but yeah, I'm 30 hours in, and I'm just doing side quests still. Yeah, I love it when games, when they give you side quests, and you actually, you feel motivated to go complete them, because there's so many games you play now where they give you all this optional shit to do, but you, you just don't feel compelled to go do it at all. That's just like, just like the uh, the mob hunts at the end of Final Fantasy XII. There were so many of those, I was like, I just want to end the damn game already. I don't care about hunting the the creature with the super elemental poisonous breath attack that makes sure all your characters instantly die. I could level up my characters for like eight hours and do that, but do I really want to? Speaking of Final Fantasy, I have to admit that I pre-ordered the Final Fantasy VII Advent Children Blu-ray disc off of PlayAsia that includes the playable Final Fantasy XIII demo. The Japanese it, one. Yes. I I know enough kanji that I should be able to get through that demo just fine, but I've been waiting for Final Fantasy XIII for so long that I don't care that it's going to cost me more than the actual game will cost me when it comes out in America. I just have to play it early. So for the record, how much cost me $70 shipped to the States Damn. for the Blu-ray, but Blu-rays in Japan typically run a lot more than what we pay for Blu-rays here. Like a Blu-ray here, we pay $25, $30, you know, if you go to Walmart or Target and buy it. Japan, if you go buy a Blu-ray, it's about $45, $50, which is the same way with DVDs. Uh, they're just not, they're not as cheap because it, it, they can't make up the money as quickly as they do in our markets, so they charge much more for Blu-rays and movies. So, that can, I mean, it's understandable. Plus, they also have a limited edition Final Fantasy VII Advent Children PlayStation 3 coming out. I believe we mentioned that last time as well, and I, I was complaining yeah. that... that uh, It doesn't look very cool at all. I was also complaining that they really should just make a remake of the game, and that would be a thing that would be worthy of oh. a whole console... Oh, yeah. Not a but movie. You know it's like if they made the uh, Final Fantasy Spirits within PlayStation 2 console. That would have been stupid. Yeah, well, that's exactly what they're doing now. I mean, it's just like, come on, Square. But knowing Square, you know what they're going to do? They're going to fucking port Final Fantasy 7 to DS or something and keep the same graphics and, like, slap on an extra dungeon at the end and charge $40 for you. Or you know what uh, they're going to do? They're going to port it to Game Boy Advance, even though nobody makes Game Boy Advance games anymore. 
Yeah, they probably will, and they'll probably get somebody to make it and, and fuck up the sound like they did on the Final Fantasy IV and Final Fantasy V. Like that sound was so muffled, huh. like you couldn't even the mu- music sounded weird. Like I, I do not recommend the Final Fantasy IV and Final Fantasy V ports of on GBA. They Final Fantasy VI is better, but if you can play the originals or play the DS remake of four. I highly recommend that much more over than the the GBA versions. The GBA versions of kind of the uh, the uh, runt of the pack. I would go with, if you could play the original versions how they were intended to be played. If you can't play the anthologies versions of five and six. Yeah, that's what I have. Or um, if you want to play four that way, you can get the um, the bundle where Chrono Trigger comes on the disc. Final Fantasy Chronicles. Version, Final Fantasy Chronicles. Yes, yeah, that's right. Well, the Chrono Trigger on that disc is the weakest version of Chrono Trigger because there is loading in the game. Well, other than that, is it still a decent version? It's still a decent version. It's got a couple of uh, anime anime cutscenes that uh, Toriyama drew for the that version that came out that were never that was never in the uh, Super Nintendo version. But because it has loading in between areas and stuff, uh, that's why most people will tell you to buy the Super Nintendo version, but I don't see no reason to not buy the DS version. The DS version has um, more content than any of the other versions, although it is the most expensive version to obtain. No, the most expensive version to obtain is the Super Nintendo version with box and manual, actually. Well, yeah, with box and manual, but, I mean, if you just want to play the game and get the cart, it's not terribly expensive. It's not going to be $40 like Square likes to charge for the DS games. It's still going to be $20-$30 if you even just get the cart. That game still doesn't sell cheap to this day. Yeah. I still don't know why Square doesn't sell DS games for $30 to this day. It's so stupid because somebody puts them out on sale at least once a week for $30, but you know, I don't know why Square doesn't just sell them for $30. They're going to sell more at $30 than they are going to at $40 to make up the price difference. I mean, there's gonna, there's so many games... Square games I would have bought on DS. That if they were thirty dollars I would have bought them. But because they're forty dollars, I've passed. I still haven't bought Final Fantasy Tactics A2 because it's forty dollars. I mean, come on, Square. Why do you think your games are worth you know ten extra dollars in everybody else's game? Well, basically that's that's basically been all that I've been really playing playing. But uh, you know I've like played a couple things off and on. Like earlier today I was playing some Doom on the uh, 32x just for fun and. Uh, Virtual Fighter and stuff, and I even played a couple of PlayStation games here and there, and of course, as when I was talking just a few moments ago, I was testing the uh, game I just recently got from the local video game store, uh, product number three for GameCube, I was just testing it out to make sure the disc works. Which was part of Capcom's infamous, we're going to get behind the GameCube, and the GameCube's going to be all fuck all awesome, and then they had had a Capcom 5 that was going to come out for it, and then... Two of those games were can. Piano 3 was alright. And then the only two that turned out to be spectacular was Beautiful Joe and Resident Evil 4 out of the Capcom 5. What were supposed to and be remember, the other ones? There was one. Um, product number 3 was one of them. Well, product number 3 is an alright game, but it's, it's not as good as Beautiful Joe or Resident Evil 4. Um, there was another one called, like something phoenix and i can't remember the other one but they both got canceled before they came out what were they supposed to be like they're third person action games like the others oh okay what capcom excels at another game that i had purchased today was uh twisted metal head-on extra twisted edition 
which I have to say, if you're a Twisted Metal fan, this there's no reason that you shouldn't own this PlayStation 2 game. First of all, it includes a documentary about making the Twisted Metal series from the creators. Of course, they don't like Twisted Metal 3 and 4, which most people don't like anyway, because, you know, they didn't make those games. And the best feature, in my opinion, a lot of people might not agree, is the inclusion of the original intros from the PlayStation game that were cut because they were offensive, because they w- they would have gotten too stern of a rating, you know, they probably wouldn't have got a teen rating with these with uh, intros that showed a- people shooting each other in them. Well, endings, not intros. Yeah. But it, it, you watch it now, and it just looks funny compared to what we see now in, in, in video games. It just looks funny. Like There's nothing offensive about it at all to this day. Yeah, and the Sweet Tooth one is kind of kind of uh, overacted and sad, honestly. Another bonus feature you get in that is there's there's this museum type mode with Sweet Tooth running around, which actually originally was going to be part of Twisted Metal Black. There was going to be quests where you either took control of Sweet Tooth or that priest guy, and you actually walked around and did various quests on foot. So what you're actually seeing in that mode is the the beta animation and beta character design for Sweet Tooth from that whole thing put into this like whole museum with all these 29 fun facts and everything. And of course the last special feature of the Extra Twisted Edition was the inclusion of four levels from Twisted Metal Black 2. I forget what the name on that game was going to be, but it was going to be the sequel. But what happened is most of the team actually ended up dying. So they didn't quite release that game, and they just kind of made it into a little mini-game on the uh, head-on disc for the PlayStation 2, which I thought was pretty cool. Although you said uh, David Jaffe said they were going to eventually might release another Twisted Metal game on the PS3. Supposedly, um, his company, Eat Sleep Play, there's been rumors going around for a while that uh, they are working on the new Twisted Metal game, or somebody in, in Sony Internals working on a new Twisted Metal game, which I hope is David Jaffe, because the games David Jaffe, the Twisted Metal David Jaffe has made are superior to the ones that 989 made. But um, when he said Twisted Metal Black 2 was canceled, um, yes, yeah, so some of those people did, that team did die out, but a lot of those people migrated down to uh, Sony Santa Monica Studios where they made God of War, and they made God of War David Jaffe did not make God of War 2. He was just a producer on it. But um, Corey Barlog did God of War 2. But And that's what happened to most of the old Twisted Metal team. Is Now they're working away on God of War. Three. So, have you been playing anything else other than that? No, I already said that's basically everything I've been playing. Okay, so random video game news of the week. I rented Max Payne on Blu-ray. That's not video game news. That's like something you've been doing. Like if it was news, it's news to me, bitch. <laughs> it's news to me. <laughs> and surprisingly, I thought this movie was going to be awful. I thought it was going to be awful on the level of Mortal Kombat, Super Mario Brothers movie. I thought it was going to be one of the worst things I've seen all year. And yet, I liked both of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> Mortal Kombat is really funny if you go back and watch it now. I watched watched it not too long ago. It was like, had to be less than four months ago I watched it. It wasn't too bad. I thought, I I always find it fun. 
find it funny how much they overact some of the stuff. Yeah, it was a bit hokey, but considering what their base material was on, all they had was a game, a fighting game to base it on. Really, they didn't do too bad of a job. It's it's like when you look at the Dead or Alive movie. I know I mentioned this on one of the past past uh, podcasts. With Dead or Alive, they really didn't have much to form a full narrative, so they did what they could with what they had. But the problem with the Dead or Alive movie is that there were no Aerosmith songs in that entire fucking movie. There was none. I was just waiting for an Aerosmith song to come in somewhere. Fine. You I know mean, what I will any... I will do for you? I will take the movie, I will rip it from the DVD, and I will redub sections of the movie with Aerosmith songs on it just for you. Awesome. And did you know that Tina kicks um, Robin Shu, who was Liu Kang in the Mortal Kombat movies in the face in the beginning of Dead or Alive movie. Yeah, I know. I read that. Yeah, it's uh, that movie is so funny. I mean, my friend and I watched it all on um, Google Video when it got up there. It was up there for like a month and a half when we watched it. And I, I looked at him and I was like, what the fuck? At the part at the beginning where Kasumi's just like in this temple full of ninjas and they're all like killer and she just jumps on everyone's head and then like jumps 30 feet in the air and then ditches her clothes and she has a bikini and like wings on her back and she just glides down to safety out of the sky and I was just like okay I'm in for one weird ass movie okay so but so any back, other uh, back to Max Payne because I haven't given my full Max Payne review yet and Mark Wahlberg demands your attention Mark, Mark Wahlberg the brother of the uh, new kid on the block yeah okay so I thought Max Payne was going to be awful and Max Payne was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Still not um, a good film? I would say, if you want to go off five stars, I would give it, like, a two and a half or a three. Because, like, there were some pretty cool gunfights, although, you know, they worked the script around Mark Wahlberg's typecast acting. You know, he plays the same role kind of in every movie. He gets shoved in. <laughs> they just write different things around him. Like, I thought it was pretty decent for being, you know, a video game movie with not that big of a budget and a relatively new director. I thought it could have been a lot worse. It was it was halfway entertaining, maybe just because I loved the, both Max Payne games. It was it was kind of corny and stupid. Like, there were some cool parts, and there were some really funny parts where, like, Max Payne gets doped up on all these drugs and, like, they somehow, like, put a swivel camera in front of his face, and, like, Mark Wahlberg's doing these really funny facial feature animation things and shooting people at the same time, and it looks really funny. But there's some cool slow-mo parts they do to try to and watch the bullet trails of all the bullets and follow the bullet like they did in the game, and it's, it's kind of corny and it's kind of cheesy, but it's kind of, you know, fun at the same time. You know, you, you might enjoy it if you go in just not expecting that much, you know. It's a video game movie, it's nothing serious, not trying to be an Oscar winner. Yeah, of it's course. It's kind of, you know, fun for an hour and a half. I thought, yeah, I was decently entertained. I was surprised, because I thought I was going to stop, like, 20 minutes into the movie and just be like, this is awful, I can't watch it. So, any other random video game news you have? No, not at the moment. Um, I think that's probably it for random mass video game news. Although, I did get Persona 4 working on PCSX2 on my computer, and running with running in 1920 by 1200 resolution and 16x uh, antroscopic filtering and that game does not look that good blown up that much and smoothed out that much how come but 
because the texture work they did is kind of basic because it's it's a low it's a relatively low budget game and the texture work is really basic it's not very detailed and intricate it's not like when you blow up a game like Final Fantasy 12 if anyone's ever seen screenshots of that on PCSX2 it looks gorgeous i mean it looks like a next gen game Final Fantasy 10 doesn't but, look too shabby either no they both look really good um but Persona 4 has kind of doesn't have very intricate model work and not very high texture work so it doesn't look that great, but I was playing... Somebody made an, an undubbed version, which, if you don't know, an undubbed takes the the voice acting from the Japanese version and slams it into the uh, English version of the game, which sometimes fans make because they're anally obsessed about having the Japanese voice actors in their game, which I feel Persona 4 had great voice acting, and there's no reason for there to be an undub, but you know what? People are people, and they always have their opinions. Of course. So... I've been playing that, and it's still just as much fun. I have played it for like two hours, and it was running from like 30 to 60 frames per second on my machine, and my machine's nothing top of the end, top of the line. Top so of the I end. Top of the end. It's top of the end of the line. Huh. Um, I've got an AMD Athlon 6400 Plus processor that I've overclocked to uh, 3.4 gigahertz, which is pretty much the upper of what you can take that processor to on air um and i have an 8800 gt which from what i understand playstation 2 emulation relies a lot more on processing power than it does on gpu capabilities okay uh, so when yeah because if you, all the advanced options are for like dual core and multi-core there's nothing really in there for gpu acceleration for anything doesn't it all just but, depend on what graphics plugin you're using since some of them are more intensive in the graphics department and some are more yeah, not so much but i i've never had any of them kick on my uh the fan on my 8800s so um let's consider the fan never kicks on uh when i'm playing it probably doesn't mean that it's using the graphics card too much. It's probably offloading most of it to the processor, because the processor is speeding up quite... Uh, it is getting a lot hotter from when I was monitoring my temperatures when I was playing it. So, uh, if anyone's getting an interest in uh, PlayStation 2 emulation or making your PlayStation 2 games look better, um, check out PCSX2, because it is by far the best PlayStation 2 emulator that there is. Yeah, it's like the only the really working one, honestly. Yeah, Supposedly now there is a um, a Dreamcast emulator with somehow they got Netplay working into the into the emulator. I need to check it out and see how it works because I wanted to see how uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 runs because that game still has not been enabled in Mame as far as I understand because it's a Naomi game. Is it a Naomi game or is it a what board? Do you know what board Marvel vs. Capcom 2 It is a Naomi game. Yeah, I thought, yeah, okay. So, because I don't think Naomi has been cracked in MAME. No, Naomi Naomi is, the emulation is still in its infancy, honestly. It's yeah. it's working in some Dreamcast emulators like Null DC and uh, DEMUL, but, um, you know, the you'll only see it actually in MAME by the time it's actually working really well in those other emulators, and if it's stuff that can actually be brought into MAME, which it's not always compatible with, like, the core, because, you know, the thing with MAME is, when you're looking at an emulator like MAME, they're striving for perfection, they're not striving for playability, they want to get a game running as close to, uh, 
what it originally ran as as it possibly could. And if any of the emulators, like uh, any of the Dreamcast emulators or anything, they use like any hacks to get it to run, usually, in most cases, they won't use them because they really want to get that game pretty close to what it originally was. Have you ever tried um, the uh, GGPO, which stands for Good Game Peace Out? I've never heard of that. Um, it's actually a a way. It's a netcode that uses um, it uses lobbies and stuff, and supposedly it makes some of the best fighting game online that has ever been done. Uh, I I need to try it out. I know a bunch of people always play uh, that I know play Third Strike in there, and it runs perfectly online, which is much more than I can say for the Xbox Anniversary Edition of Third Strike. Well, it's bad about that. I didn't see a problem. Um, the only problem with that is that there was nobody online, and a friend and I were trying to connect to each other, uh-huh. and we could never find each other's game, and we always had the same settings to search for the game, Okay. and we could never find each other. So there's, I think there's a problem with the... Uh, the backwards compatibility on Xbox with Third Strike Online. I thought we played it once or twice, and we didn't. We didn't no, keep. We played Guilt. I think we played Guilty Gear uh, X2 Sharp Reload. I actually believe we actually played uh, Third Strike once or twice, and we stopped playing it because we wanted to play uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Hyper uh, Remix or whatever they call that game. Hyper Fighting. No, no, no. The uh, Hyper Street Fighter 2. Anniversary edition. Oh, that the other the uh, oh yeah, on the uh, disc. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So I believe. Have you purchased uh, HD Remix yet? No, I still have not. Since I don't have uh-huh. Xbox Live, there didn't seem like much of a point. Yeah, that game. Yeah, that game does need it. Does 360 version is the best version to get. How come? The uh, netcode is broken on the PlayStation 3. It's not quite as good because the 360 version uses. Um, GGPO code, so it's really good. Um, I'd say it's some of the best online console fighting I've seen. And yes, I was correct. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is Naomi Cartridge, not GD-ROM. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's probably take a while to get that. Probably be, if they ever get it emulated in there. I could see it running on something like NELDC or DEMUL before it's going to be even close to running on MAME. And of course, when you're thinking about memes, since it's going to be so accurate, they don't really throw many of the uh, cycles onto the graphics card, so basically everything is running on your CPU. That's why 3D stuff in MAME runs so slow. I know people with uh, quad-core processors who can't run Gauntlet Legends at uh, full speed on MAME yet. Yeah, I wonder how those. I wonder how Core i7s run stuff in MAME. I was thinking about building a Core i7 build this year, because... DDR3 RAM is really starting to come down in price. Yeah, that'd be a good thing to check. But the only thing is, if you wanted to run like um, MAME with a Core i7, you'd need a version of MAME that's optimized for multi-core CPUs. Because if you just use the plain old vanilla MAME, it's only it's only designed to run on one console, uh, one uh, CPU core. So you have to make sure you yeah. get one of the versions that's optimized for. Uh, multi-threading, first of all, and multiple cores. Because the thing with the Core i7 is it's a multi-threaded quad-core processor. The funny thing Mm -hmm. is, some of the programs that are used to test CPUs, 
detect a Core i7 as eight processors. Yes, and that's really funny when you open up a Task Manager with a uh, quad with a Core i7, it shows up as uh, eight CPUs. Yeah, that's really awesome. So uh, I don't know. I found a couple of uh, interesting links I thought we could talk about. Okay. Um, I don't know if you saw, but Game Trailers put out a most anticipated list of 2009. It just kind of goes to show how there's not much coming out this year that's that interesting. Personally, one of um, my most anticipated games is uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters does look like it has promise. I hope it's good. I really do hope it's good. But um, I kind I some I kind of have small doubts. Okay, I'm going to run over this uh, Game Trailers list real quick run down it and then you tell me uh if you agree with this list for the most part if any substitutions you make or what you think your most anticipated games are okay so at number 10 they've got bioshock 2 at number 9 they've got street fighter 4 at 8 they've got starcraft 2 7 is mad world 8 is heavy rain 5 is bayonetta 4 is uncharted 2 3 is resident evil 5 2 is Call of Duty 5, although they claim um, Infinity War is doing that, which is, it's not Call of Duty 5, it's actually Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is what um, Infinity War is working on. <laughs> I wish they would call it Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare 2, just because it would be so self-referential on itself for being so subtitled. That'd be awesome. We num- yeah. That's like uh, Star Wars... Star Wars Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight 1. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it, it's really I funny. have that game right over there. And then drumroll for their most anticipated game of 2009 is God of War 3. And I think they're going to be quite disappointing because I don't think God of War 3 is going to make it in 2009. I'm pretty sure it's going to be an early or mid-2010 game. Probably, Yeah, probably not. I don't see that game hitting to, in 2009. Yeah, I see. I see most of these. Most of these games will hit in 2009. The first part of StarCraft II will hit in 2009. I don't know if you've heard, but um, Blizzard split StarCraft II up into three games. The first game you'll get will be the Contarian campaign, but every faction will be playable in multiplayer. But they're doing some kind of ambitious stuff with a single player, and they're saying each single player campaign you go through is going to be roughly. Um, 25 to 30 hours of play length, though it's not like they're charging you $50 for you know a third of a game. They're basically building their own game out of each race. So I'm not sure if they're talking about um, the Terran part because that's the only part I see coming out. Maybe the end of 2009 with StarCraft 2. Oh, that's cool. Because if you know how Blizzard is, they take forever to get anything done because they're perfectionists. Of course, none of those uh, games that were like PlayStation 3 games I'm looking forward to because none of that has really excited me. At least they didn't say Killzone 2. Oh yeah, dude, Killzone 2 is going to be awesome. It's going to be so good. You know how good it's going to be? It'll probably be released in like 2013 the rate they're going. No. Oh, it's already been it's already been slated for was it February 23rd? 
because it it's pretty much done already. They've already sent review copies out, and people are just stuck under NDA, and they can't say anything. You definitely got to admit the funny part about that is when the system was first coming out, the way they advertised it, you thought it'd be coming out like a few weeks after the console came out, and then, yeah. then what yeah. are we like, I mean, uh, it's like, two years later two now? Two and a half years, yeah. And then, okay, here's Killzone 2. And I, personally, I want Killzone 2 to just crash and burn. That'd be funny. So I can watch all the Sony fanboys just cry and lick up the salty, sweet tears. Well, the the simple fact is, Killzone 1 wasn't, like, the most amazing game in the world. Killzone 1 was, like, an attempted Halo killer that failed badly. Yeah, and ran at 10 frames a second, if that. Have you tried running and, that uh, on? You know uh, what they made? Have you tried running you that know? on PC SX two? Does it run better? N- no, I haven't tried to run that. I haven't seen if anybody's been able to. I don't know if anybody's really wanted to go back and. Do you have the game? Play that. I do not own a copy of the game. I remember I, I owned a copy when it came out, and then I never really played it much again. I'll see if I can, uh, maybe GameFly copy and see if I can, see what runs like on PC SX two. Just rip an ISO of it. ISO. Um, yes. You're saying no? Um, yes, yeah, so I think the only game on here that I don't agree with, um, is probably Heavy Rain and Bioshock 2. That's two games. Uh, and, and probably, um, sorry, I'm gonna say, alright, there's three games on here I don't agree with, I don't think I should be on top ten I'm anticipated of next year. Bioshock 2, Heavy Rain, and God of War 3 should not be on here. And Call of Duty 5 should not be higher than Resident Evil 5, because Call of Duty games all play the same. Sorry, you just put you in a different time. Game mechanics are exactly the same. What exactly is the deal with Heavy Rain? Heavy Rain is the next game from Quantic Dream, which is a French developer that did Indigo Prophecy. So will it be multi-platform, or is, be like, is it going to be no, exclusive? No, PS3 exclusive. I love the uh, the uh, president of Heavy Rain said in an interview once, he said, Sony didn't choose us to be on their console exclusively. We chose Sony to be on their console exclusively. Huh. And it's just like the typical French pompous, arrogant thing. Although we probably alienated all one French listener we had. We had a French listener? I have no idea, but if we did, he's gone now. Huh. Uh, um, Bioshock 2? I don't see how it could be good. Like, the first Bioshock was mediocre at best, and it was something that game journalists just wanked all over. And <laughs> it, I, I just don't understand it, because I went back, and I've played through it twice. And... Considering the power, the first power you get at the beginning of the game is the best power that you can use through the entire game. And it's like, the story is mediocre at best. The, the atmosphere in the world is not that interesting. It's like, okay, you're underwater, but it really just looks like you're in a basement the entire time. What number did you say Street Fighter 4 was at? Street Fighter 4 is number 9. I feel like Street Fighter 4 should be up around the 4th. Yeah, it should be spot. in the top 5, because for one simple reason, Cammy is going to be in the freaking game. I mean, that's a reason alone for that game to be, like, up on the top. Yeah, Cammy's in that, and Rose is in it. Was Fei Long in it too, or wasn't he? Fei Long is in it also. Yeah, you got to have some crazy Fei Long action, especially, you know, when oh, you played uh, 
Super Street Fighter 2 and Fei Long 1, and he, he looked like he was on crack. Did you ever see those? <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah. <laughs> And, um, uh, Goyuken is in it, which is, he's never been in it. He's one of the new characters. Um, was Akuma in it? Akuma is going to be in it also. Or as they call him in Japan, like, Goki or something like that. Yeah. Goraki or something like that. Yeah, it's like Goken. I can't remember what the, what the hell his name is. They got a weird name for him. But I feel like, yeah, I can't wait for Street Fighter 4. And it's, you know, a couple of weeks away. Yeah, it's going to be I really cool. The, uh, I've got the... Are you getting it on Xbox 360? Of course. Good. I'll probably I'm renew... Buy a I'll probably renew uh, Xbox Live as well when I get that. Awesome. We'll have to we'll have to throw down some throw down some uh, matches. If we have any listeners that want to throw down Street Fighter Four, um, just uh, send us a friend request on uh, Xbox Live. My uh, gamer tag is Inufe, spelled just like it sounds. And Game Master Fourteen, if you want to give out your gamer tag. Yeah, my gamer tag is Game Master Fourteen XIV in capital letters. Of course, I'm not. I'm not like the best fighting game player in the world, but I just have fun. I'm just one of those people. I'm not one of those like competitive pricks who like makes fun of you if you do do certain moves or can't do certain moves. But I just have fun with it. If you're yeah. if you're one of those ultra competitive people who like play the game for like 48 hours a day, I don't wanna I don't wanna bother with you. Just go play with your competitive guys. If you want to have a fun time playing a game, play with me. Yeah, I mean sometimes you know. Playing for competitive can be fun, and then sometimes, you know, just dicking around and playing and have fun can also have its own fun merits on its own. Yeah, definitely. Is there but, is uh, there a special edition of that game going to be released? Yes, there is a special edition. It is uh, $80. What do you get? You get, if I remember correctly, the special edition, you get a figurine of... I can't remember what character. Probably Ryu. <laughs> I don't... I think it's different for each version. You get... Let me look it up. I mean, let me just use my magical powers and... You use your magical gaming knowledge that you... You know, because we know everything, basically, here. <laughs> we do. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, I know everything. I mean, you know, if I don't know it, then it's, it just can't be known. Yeah, then it really just shouldn't be known by anybody, really. No, never. No, I mean, geez, I mean, you know, who doesn't know everything besides us? We know everything. If our if our uh, Street Fighter Four matches go especially good, I might even upload one or two of them to YouTube just so people can see what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, because we know you probably won't be uh... you we you know we won't be uh nothing serious. Although, yeah, you, you 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 can capture it. Yeah, I could capture it okay, in SD. Okay, north. Okay. Go ahead. Um, there's a 65-minute... I remembered everything. There's a 65-minute uh, Street Fighter Four anime movie. Um, That's cool. It's Blu-ray on the PlayStation 3 version. It's just DVD on the 360 version. Yeah, of course. Um, five downloadable costumes, a comic book-styled hint guide, a collectible figurine of two of the game's characters. Um, PS3 gets Ryu and 360 gets Crimson Viper. I wanted Cammy. Screw that shit. And 
a soundtrack will be included. But you know what? I will buy the regular edition because I still don't see a solid reason to spend 20 extra dollars for that. You said five downloadable costumes. Yeah. Was it for like a certain character or just a random character it, they pick? I think it's probably just be random costumes that they throw up at some time. <laughs> they throw up. <laughs> and they see all these costumes come out of their mouth and they're like, all, they're all like bloody and vomity and stuff. Yeah, and gross. Yeah, you gotta make your your vomity costumes gross because there's no no other way to make them really. Yeah. See, from dissing French people to talking about vomit, you get everything on this podcast. Everything, man. I mean, what the hell? How could you not... Oh, also, today um, was the release of the Gears of War 2 patch, which fixed a lot of the problems that Gears of War 2 was having online. And I went back and I played some today, and... It is holding up pretty awesome. Oh, that's cool. What what were like? It's do you know better. anything that it really fixed that? Yeah, um, there was a glitch where a sh- when you have a shield, you're only supposed to have a one-handed weapon, like a pistol. Uh huh. But there was a glitch where you could pick up a two-handed weapon and like use a shotgun with a shield, so you're basically almost unstoppable. Oh, that'd be crazy. Uh, there was a glitch where you could throw grenades through walls. There was uh, multiple glitches. They fixed the the shotgun. Um, the, there was like massive amounts of shotgun, host shotgun, where it would just kill everybody if you were the host. You had so much more advantage with a shotgun. But that's been fixed now. That's good. Um, there is. They've added. They added like two hundred more point. Two hundred more achievement points you can get out of it now. Um, all the waves that you do in horde mode now um, go towards the party like it's 1999 achievement which I need to work on getting because I'm getting close to getting it about halfway there. It's, what uh, is the achievement? It's um play 1999 rounds in multiplayer. Huh. So, But I looked at my seriously 2.0 achievement which is getting 100,000 kills in the game and I'm at about 6,000 kills so far. You said it was the seriously 2.0 achievement? Yes. What's is there a seriously achievement? Yes, the seriously achievement in the first game was for killing ten thousand people in multiplayer. Oh, okay. Crazy and man. Seriously, two point is just ten times that amount. That's really crazy. Yeah. How do you keep track of that? Does it have some sort of? It game the game uh, like it seems like every, it used to be every hundred kills it would tell you how many you're at. Oh, okay, now good. It seems like every fifty ki- every fifty kills the game will pop up on the bottom and tell you how many you're at. So I think, yeah, because it popped up today. But it also includes um, kills you get in horde mode when you kill the AI, and it kill it counts kills you get in single player or in co-op storyline. Oh, that's good. At least it actually has some sort of ticker somewhere that tells you how many you're up to. It would suck if yeah. it didn't. Yeah, but I'm just waiting for the um, that map pack they put up to drop in price because it's three maps for $10, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it is honestly. pretty pathetic. But, I mean, like, Gears of War 1 had four maps for $10. I mean, and supposedly from what I've heard, they're not that great of maps, but there's some achievements that require you to use the um, newer maps. Oh, that's cool. But you should buy that game that you knew, because if you buy that game new, you get a code to download five of the original maps from Gears of War 1, which are some of actually the best maps in Gears of War 2. Is it is that included in both collectors and regular editions? Yes, it is. That's good. 
as long as you buy it new, it'll be in there. If you buy it used, because it might not be in you... there. Or it might already be used, so yeah. Yeah, so I would I would buy it new because you know don't give GameStop any money if you if you you know don't just don't GameStop's the devil. Huh. All right, so I think we're gonna do some housekeeping and uh, housekeeping. Wrap this up. We're trying. <laughs> housekeeping. <laughs> Got to think of some. What what movie was that? Was that Black Sheep or the other no, one? No, that was Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. That's Tommy Boy. I don't know yeah, why I, I always Tommy get those Boy two movies day. mixed up for some reason. Yeah, they are kind of similar. Okay. Probably because they're both. Uh, Chris Farley and David Spade. Yeah, they they, they both seem similar in like this kind of stuff they do because it's kind of similar, really. Yeah, yeah, but they're both. I think they're both excellent movies. And speaking of awesome movie games, seeing it for 360 is actually really awesome if you like movie trivia and stuff like I do. Uh-huh. If you watch a lot of movies, it's it's a fun game. I got it for fifteen dollars at Target with all four buzzers, so. I think it was worth the fifteen dollars. I've gotten some enjoyment playing with my friends. Oh, and the big announcement this week that we haven't mentioned yet: Circuit City. Circuit City is out of business. I went there on Saturday to look at clearance sales, and I found Auto Assault, the limited edition, for fifty-five dollars. Is that good? Auto Assault went under. The servers went under for Auto Assault over a year ago. You can't. If you bought that game, you couldn't do anything with it. You can't play it. So what's the point of having it? It just goes to show how antiquated Circuit City is, that they still have $55 copies of Auto Assault, limited edition. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that that was a good price or something. I was going to say, what are you smoking? No, it's awful. It's just funny that they've got Auto Assault up there. Well, the thing... That that went out, like, last July. The thing you really have to understand is, it's not Circuit City selling out the stuff. Circuit City has been basically passed on to a liquidation company. The first thing a liquidation company will do is they will raise all the prices to or above the suggested manufacturer prices. So, usually when a store starts getting liquidated you're actually paying more than you would in another store like, say, Best Buy or even Walmart or somewhere. So your best bet with this whole Circuit City thing is to wait, basically, wait the very end. Yeah, basically wait and see. Don't wait till the very end necessarily, but just wait and see. Just like be... Uh, yeah, when, when I went, all it was was 10% off TVs, 10% off last-gen, uh, 20% off last-gen last video games, and 10% off DVDs and CDs. It was pretty awful. Yeah, they're not going to really have groundbreaking sales until, like, let's say, maybe the middle of February. You're going to get, like, get better sales. Yeah, I mean... But the simple fact about Circuit City is... I don't know if I mentioned it once or twice on this podcast before, which I probably haven't because they weren't, like, dead last podcast. But um, the biggest problem is before this American recession... I'm saying American recession just in case we have international listeners, but the... uh, thing is, Circuit City was doing bad before the recession, so the recession really didn't help them much. It just sped up the process, clearly. Yeah, it just uh, helped kill them, which we all know was going to happen eventually. I, yeah. In fact, when, when they were doing bad, I was like, you know Circuit City stores are going to all close. Like, I'm, I mean, closing 160 or 180 or whatever they did like back in, what was it, August? That didn't really yeah. help them much. That just, like, delayed the inevitable. Yeah, it really did. They should have just declared bankruptcy then and then liquidated all their stuff. It would have been quicker. 
and they might have actually been able to get more money for the liquidation if they did it around Christmas time. People saw they were going out of business, might want to get some deals for Christmas. Yeah, that probably would have done really well for them. They might have actually uh, done okay. But the the only the biggest thing about the liquidation that bothers me is the Circuit City website is down. It just dis- yeah. it just displays a message saying, "Ooh, Circuit City is liquidating now. Come back here later." And you know, there's not going to be anything there later. But you know what I would have liked? Having the website still up like it was, but it actually keeping an inventory of what's in the individual stores still. You know, it actually be nice. connected to their inventory so I can go on there and say, "Oh, the Circuit City by me has copies of uh the DVD that I want, or the video game time that cop. I want. Yeah, we got to get some time, time cop. cop there, honestly. I mean, what else would Circuit City be good for besides the DVDs of Time Cop? Yeah, we have to make a... One of these podcasts has to be the Time Cop podcast. It really does. <laughs> that's that's going to be a future thing. So here, you, if you're subscribing now, that's going to be what you're looking, looking forward to. But of course, you know, we're really not going to do that because it would like, totally suck just like most of that movie. Yeah. Since the future... I'm just waiting for that 61-inch Samsung DLP TV to be $600, and then it's coming home with me. Cool. Since, of course, yeah, the, I doubt it's, I, the, uh, it'll probably be gone. the future in Time Cop was 2004. Yeah, it was. But, oh well. That's enough about uh, Circuit City and their Time Circuit Cop City obsession. Circuit City Time Cops. Okay, so, um, without... Uh, any other housekeeping business we need to do? No, do you want to do any plugs? Um, I think for any questions, comments, or concerns you have about our podcast, you can write to my myself or Game Master 14. You can write to me at inufay at gmail.com, or you can write to Game Master at Game Master 14 at gmail.com. We appreciate any um, comments or questions that are sent to us, and if you send us anything, we will be sure to read it on the air next podcast. And of course, the... Uh cool thing now, you know how last time I said I was like 120 subscribers, now I'm up to 140 subscribers on my YouTube channel, so and we've got about 10 subscribers to this podcast, so yeah, it's kind of cool that we actually have 10 people who actually listen to us, and hopefully now that we're on iTunes yes, we have uh, gone to Steve Jobs' iTunes, so unless you're already listening to this, you you know, you kind of already know but yeah, we're on iTunes, and the uh, little video I'm going to pop up on my YouTube channel when I post this will mention that, of course. Yep. So, I think with that's it. I guess we'll see you in two weeks. Yes, we shall see you in two weeks, uh, noble listener people. I couldn't think of what to Good say. night and good luck. Later. <laughs>